if this is your first or second time, maybe your third time here, I want you to know that God wants to God wants to do great things in your life. Praise God. Amen. Amen. Revelations. Praise God. And uh, don't worry, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into the the biles and the seals and the horsemen. I could. Amen. All these things are coming to pass very quickly. Amen. Some of them are coming to pass as we speak right now. But I've come to preach to you today about the hope of the church. Amen. I said the hope of the church. Amen. Revelation 21. Praise God. Amen. If you... If you need a ride to the pumpkin patch, I should have said this earlier. If you need a ride, uh, Brother Swartzen Trooper said he would drive the, the blue bus. And uh, so when the service ends and we dismiss, 45 minutes later, if you will be here at the church, Brother Swartzen Trooper will give you a ride to the pumpkin patch. Who needs a ride to the pumpkin patch? Amen. Three... Four, five, just be here at the church. Looks like you'll have a busload by the time everybody gets here, brother. Amen. Thank God. Amen for the church. Amen. Amen. Revelation 21, verse 1, And I saw a new heaven and a new earth, for the first heaven and the first earth were passed away. And there was no more sea. And I, John, saw the holy city, New Jerusalem, coming down from God out of heaven, prepared as a bride adorned for her husband. And I heard a great voice out of heaven saying, Behold, the tabernacle of God is with men. He will dwell with them, and they shall be his people. God himself shall be with them and be their God. God shall wipe away all tears from their eyes, and there shall be no more death, neither sorrow nor crying, neither shall there be any more pain, for the former things are passed away. And he that sat upon the throne said, Behold, I make all things new. He said unto me, Write, for these words are true and faithful. And he said unto me, It is done, I am Alpha and Omega, the beginning and the end. I will give unto him that is a thirst of the fountain of the water of life freely. He that overcometh shall inherit all things. You have to be an overcomer to inherit all things. I will be his God. He shall be my son. But the fearful and unbelieving, the abominable, the murderers, whoremongers, sorcerers, and idolaters, and all liars shall have their part in the lake which burneth with fire and brimstone, which is the second death. And there came unto me one of the seven angels, which had the seven vials full of the seven last plagues, and talked with me, saying, Come hither, I will show thee the bride, the lamb's wife. And he carried me away in the spirit to a great high mountain, and showed me that great city, the holy Jerusalem descending out of heaven from God. 
having the glory of God and her light was like unto a stone most precious, even like a jasper stone clear as crystal. And had a great wall, had a wall great and high and the twelve gates and at the twelve gates angels and names written thereon which are the names of the twelve tribes of the children of Israel. On the east three gates, on the north three gates, on the south three gates, and the west three gates. The wall of the city had twelve foundations and in them the name of the twelve apostles of the Lamb. And so today I want to preach for just a little while. I don't plan on being a long time. I have a lot of notes, but I feel like God wants the church to know his coming is soon. Heaven is real. Eternal life, amen, awaits us. Amen. And so I'm going to preach today on our blessed hope. Praise God. Let's ask God to help us. God, I thank you today for your word. God, I thank you, God, for your name that is above every name. God, that at the name of Jesus, every knee would bow and every tongue confess. God, help us to confess you today, God. Help us to bow our knee before you. Help us to repent. Cry out to God. Hallelujah. God, I love you today. In the name of Jesus, I praise you, Lord God. Hallelujah. I thank you, Jesus. I praise you, Lord. In the name of Jesus. Let's just love the Lord right now. Let's praise his name. Hallelujah. Oh, I thank you, Jesus. I thank you, Jesus. Oh, glory to God. Glory to God. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. You can be seated. Hallelujah. Jeremiah 17 and 7 tells us that blessed is the man that trusteth in the Lord and whose hope the Lord is. And so I have come today to preach to you about our blessed hope. Our hope that is really out of this world. Amen. There's a, a lot of things in this world that uh, do not bring hope, do not bring peace, do not bring joy, that do not bring righteousness. But I can tell you, Amen, that beyond anything that's in this world, that the Holy Ghost is the greatest possession, the greatest gift that you could ever have or, or, or experience in your life. Amen, the Holy Ghost is the resurrection power that's going to get us out of this world. Praise God. Amen, I don't know about you, but I have, amen, no confidence in the flesh. I have no confidence in the world. I have no confidence in men, amen, really that are in power or in government, amen. But my hope and my confidence is in Jesus Christ, amen. My hope and my confidence is in the Lord God Almighty, hallelujah, amen. Thank God that I can Rest in him. Amen. This is the rest wherewith ye shall cause the weary to rest. And this is the refreshing. Thank God for the Holy Ghost. Amen. With stammering lips and another tongue will he speak to this people. 
Amen. Romans chapter 8 tells us that in the Spirit, uh, he speaketh mysteries. In the Holy Ghost, uh, amen, that we don't know how to pray for as we ought. Uh, amen. But the Spirit itself maketh intercessions uh, for us that cannot be uttered. Uh, amen. I encourage you today to get into the Holy Ghost. Uh, amen. To walk in the Holy Ghost. Uh, amen. To live in the Holy Ghost. Oh, hallelujah. I said walk in the Holy Ghost. Pray in the Holy Ghost and live in the Holy Ghost. Amen. You won't find it anywhere else. Amen. But in the Holy Ghost. You say, what am I finding? Whatever you're looking for. Amen. If you're looking for fullness of joy, it's in the Holy Ghost. If you're looking for peace, it's in the Holy Ghost. Amen. If you're looking for that, amen, to put your life together, it's the Holy Ghost. Amen. God will put your life together. Amen. The devil comes for to steal, kill, and destroy. But Jesus said, I am come that they might have a life and have it more abundantly. Hallelujah. Where am I going to find that life? In the Holy Ghost. Where am I going to find that joy? In the Holy Ghost. Praise God. Praise God. I don't know about you, but there's enough things that's fell apart in my life. Hey, man, I want some things to be put together. Hey, man, I want some structure in my life. Praise God. I said I want some structure and building that goes on in my walk with God. That God puts us together. Amen. He's the chief cornerstone. And with our walk with God, when he starts putting us together, amen, we're not the, we don't look like the same person, amen, six months ago. Wow, what happened to him? He got the Holy Ghost. God's putting his life together. Have you ever noticed the devil's not happy for your life, amen, to be normal and for your, for your, for your life to be fun? He, he wants it to be dysfunctional. Everybody jokes around and says we put the fun in dysfunctional. Well, that's a saying, but it is a sad truth that without God, amen, we are dysfunctional. Sin breaks communion with God. And so when we get the Holy Ghost, we come back into communion with God. We come back into fellowship with God. We come back into a building program with God. God's natural order for the family is to be together. And if the family, if the devil tries to listen to your pastor today, listen to this preacher today, that if the devil, you say, pastor, the devil's torn my family apart. But can I tell you, amen, that in the word of God, God even puts fractured families together and says, okay, amen, if mom won't serve God and dad and the kids want to serve God, I'm going to make a way out of no way. Amen, if dad doesn't want to serve God and mom and the kids want to serve God, I'm going to make a way out of no way. If the kids want to serve God and the parents don't want to live for God, God will make a way for you to serve God. 
Oh, hallelujah. Because he gives us hope. He gives us that ability to live for him, to be an overcomer. Amen. Man, life. You know, we think that if I had money, pastor, everything would be okay. Man, you live in a bubble. You haven't read the news. You haven't paid attention in life. That money doesn't answer problems. Money doesn't put lives back together. I drove by 988 flags that represented souls that went into eternity in Reno County, Kansas because of suicide, drug overdose, whatever the reason. But some type of heart-rending action caused 988 people's lives to be lost. Is that the will of God? God's not willing that any would perish, but that all would come to repentance. You say, why does, why does the Bible always talk about salvation in order to fix something? Can I, can I talk to you about that today? The reason why God calls us to repentance is because if we'll come to a repentant place with him, it'll change the direction of our lives. It'll put our lives back together. Hey, my friend, you don't have to go and go the way of suicide or go the way of drug addiction trying to find the peace for a ravaged mind, but the Holy Ghost, his righteousness, peace and joy. This preacher's come to reach for you today and tell you, come on. Come on to an altar. Repent. Turn from that old way of living. I grew up with a young man and many times he would have a smile upon his face. Many times he wasn't a sad, despondent young man. He came to this church several times, sat on the pews right back here on this side and would experience the power of God. But somewhere along the line, he became addicted to drugs and passed from this life with an overdose. Is that the will of God for someone for them to experience that. No. God said, I have no pleasure in the death of the wicked. But what my God does have pleasure in is his people praising and worshiping him because he saved them from that life. If God saved you from drugs and alcohol, he could have very well saved you from an overdose. Amen. From your mind being so polluted and so fogged by the results of that drug. Oh, you want to thank God for it here today. If God delivered you from that life, if God set you free, come on, I'm reaching for somebody here 
today. That God wants to deliver you out of that life of drugs, out of that life of alcohol. Amen. Constantly going to the things that numb just the natural senses. But what about the power of the Holy Ghost that will transform the inward man? The Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost will transform that inside man that is struggling to stay afloat. Oh, I'm reaching for someone. I haven't really even got to my notes, but I'm preaching to you about the hope, about hope that there's hope beyond this world. That there's hope, hey man, that you can have a brighter day, that you can be, hey man, what you've desired to be. You know, all of us have dreams, all of us have desires of what we want to be in life, hey man, and by the will and by the grace of God, we'll see those things happen, hey man. But there's some of you that are saying here today, Pastor, that I've never attained the goals that I've desired in life. I'll never see, hey man, what I've dreamed about seeing because my life's on a downward spiral. But you heard Pastor Solis preach about it today. Hey man, that there's a cloud of witnesses. That there's people that say, hey, you can do it. Hey man, there's people in heaven that's made it. That God delivered. That God set free. They're saying, come on. Come on up a little higher. Step up a little higher. Step into the realm of the Holy Ghost. Can you imagine what happened in your life? Oh yeah, you say, it seems like the closer I get to God, the bigger the war. You know what you need to do? Is you need to get full of the Holy Ghost. Amen, let God fight your battles. So you know what? I fought this war long enough on my own. I'm going to fight the battle. Amen. Through God. Amen. I said through the power of the Holy Ghost. Amen. Your your power, your victory is in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Your deliverance is in the Holy Ghost. Amen. Your, Your walk with God is in the Holy Ghost. Oh, come on. I'm preaching to you today that if you want to see God do great things in your life, get in the Holy Ghost. talking about trusting in God. Blessed is the man whose trust amen is whose hope the Lord is. Whose hope the Lord is. Amen. We read in 1 Peter chapter 1 it says blessed be the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ which according to his abundant mercy hath begotten us again unto a lively hope by the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead. Did you just read what I read? A lively hope by the Holy Ghost. The resurrection. Hey, the Holy Ghost is resurrection power. Oh, hallelujah. Amen. I've got a lively hope. That's why when I come to church, it's not hum. Oh, let's... Let's 
let's just uh, uh, get our sensory uh, 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 objects out for Jesus. No, I've got a lively hope. Hey Amen. There's something down inside of me telling me to go ahead. Hallelujah! It's a lively hope. It's something that's springing up. Springing up. Springing up. You say, what are you leaving for joy? The Holy Ghost. It causes me. It makes a springing up action. Say, oh no 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 no, uh, Pastor, that's talking about that's talking about water that's just springing up out of the ground. Well, what in the world do you think makes that water just spring up out of the ground? It's called pressure. Anybody catching it? Will you get the Holy Ghost on the inside? There's a pressure on the inside that keeps you collapse, from collapsing from the outside. It's called the Holy Ghost springing up, springing up, springing up. Man, I feel a lot of pressure from the outside, Pastor Kerker. Don't worry, the Holy Ghost is getting ready to step on the scene. Hey, man, he's that equalizer. Oh, he's, I said he's that equalizer. He's that pressure on the inside that keeps us from collapsing on the outside. Hallelujah. Christ in you, the hope of glory. I feel like there's somebody today that wants the Holy Ghost. I feel like there's somebody today that wants her sins washed away. Some of you, oh, praise the Lord, Pastor. You know what you need to do? Hey, Amen. First of all, you need to get full of the Holy Ghost. But if you can't stay awake on Sunday morning, hey, Amen, you need to go to bed on Saturday night. Oh, that was for free. I'll pastor during my break here. <laughs> oh, no, I'm preaching to you about hope. This world doesn't have any hope. The, the, the news, you read it. I don't even hardly read the news anymore. I like to read Hutch Post every now and then. You say, well, why don't you like to read the news? They talk about kidnap, murder, war, immorality, perversion. Very, very, very rarely do you ever read anything about somebody carrying somebody's groceries out to the car for them. Or, or, man, I'd like to buy your meal today at McDonald's. Who'd ever dreamed it? Big Mac French fry and a drink, it cost 10 bucks. I hate to make you sad today, but when I was your age, it was $2.99. No, no free refills. Praise God. <laughs> Praise God. 
they like to make you all feel, feel warm and fuzzy. So they started giving you free refills for $9.99. Praise God. <laughs> I had the, the Coke guy, he said, he said, preacher, you come down to my trailer. He says, I've got some math for you. I said, okay. He said, he said, first of all, I heard you're considering Pepsi-Cola. I thought, well, he said, I want to show you the reason why you need to have Coke products in your trailer. I said, okay, why don't you show me? He said, how much does that cup cost you? And I said, I don't know. He says, it costs you five cents. I said, well, that's good to know. He said, how much does that ice in that cup cost you? And I said, well, I don't know. <laughs> I've never done the math on it. He said, it cost you about three cents, maybe two cents. I said, well, that's about seven cents. And he says, how much does that pop in that cup cost you? And I said, I have no idea. I said, but you do. What does it cost me? <laughs> and all told, we had about 15 cents in every cup of pop. And I said, man. At $3 a cup, maybe we ought to start charging $4 a cup. <laughs> you say, Pastor, are you off? No, I'm not off of my subject. I'm just telling you, hey, man, you need to get the Holy Ghost. Huh? Hey, man, because it's free. Huh? Hey, man, the Holy Ghost won't cost you nothing but a heartache, huh? a life of heartache, a home of brokenness. Huh? Hey, man, the Holy Ghost won't cost you nothing huh? but turning loose of your drugs and your alcohol. The Holy Ghost won't cost you nothing. children hating you. Hey, oh, I'm preaching to you today. Hey, man, the Holy Ghost is what you need. Man, something like that, that's a no-brainer. You know, when somebody, when somebody is selling me something and they can't show me why I need it, This guy out there at the fair, he was doing really good showing me why I needed his little massager. And he said, I want to tell you how much this is going to cost you. I said, here we go. And he said, it's $500. But today... It can be yours for 250 And I said, but you haven't told me why I need it. Why I need it. I'm telling you today why you need the Holy Ghost. Why you need to turn your life over to God. Amen. You don't have to go home and have a heartache day after day. God wants to help you in your situation. God wants to give you some hope over all the questions. you. I don't know the answers to the question of your future, but I know that if you'll give your life to God, God will order your steps in the Lord. The steps of a good man are ordered of the Lord. God will direct your path. If you'll trust in him, amen, he'll bring it to pass. That's why you need the Holy Ghost. That's why you need God. Amen. 
And when I found the Holy Ghost, I sold out. I said, this is it. When Jesus was talking about the kingdom of heaven, it's like unto a man searching for goodly pearls. He was searching for pearls. I talked about pearls in my scripture text. It said every gate, every gate was of one pearl. The gates of this city are 1,500 miles tall. You with me? You say, how do you know that? Because the city is four square and it's 1,500 miles long, 1,500 miles wide, 1,500 miles tall. And there's three gates to let the mass of people into heaven. It takes 12 gates to let everybody in. There's not just a few people in heaven. When God makes provision for his people, he's not chintzy, skimpy. He says, well, I'll, I'll see if I'm going to give you uh, what I think you ought to have. No, he says, I'm going to open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing. And if God wants to open the windows of heaven and pour you out a blessing, hey man, what he said, in my father's house are many mansions. Hey man, it's not mansions for those who are rich and hovels for those who are poor. Hey man, it's mansions. When you get to heaven, we're going to have a mansion to live in. Well, praise God. Amen. We're going to have the tree of life that has 12 manner of fruits. Amen. And we're going to eat from it all the time. We're going to have the river of water of life and drink from it freely. Amen. We're going to have streets of gold. Amen. We're going to have constant 72 degrees sunshine. Why wouldn't you want to go to heaven? Think about it. There's no need for the sun, moon, or stars because there is no night. Jesus is the light. Jesus is the light. Jesus is the light. And in him there's no darkness. There's no stumbling. There's no shadow of turning. Amen. Jesus is the light. You're never going to see a shadow. He is light everywhere. Why wouldn't you want to go to heaven? Why wouldn't you want to go see Jesus? Jesus said, Capernaum. You know, there's, there's a danger. Hear me. Danger! Danger ahead. There's a danger of not fully embracing Jesus Christ. Whoa! Unto thee, Capernaum. Whoa! Unto thee, Bethsaida. Who, who was Capernaum? And who was Bethsaida? They were cities where Jesus 
performed many of his mighty miracles. And yet, they were not responding to what God was doing in their midst. Hear me. Hear me. He said, if the works that had been done in you, Capernaum, had been done in Sodom, the works that had been done in you, Bethsaida, had been done, it said they would have repented in sackcloth and ashes. He said, Sodom would have remained until this day. Who, who was Sodom? Can anybody tell me who Sodom was? It was the most perverse region of the word of God of its day. They were homosexuals. They were lesbians. They were all types of very perverse people, adulterers, fornicators. And they weren't happy. I said they weren't happy, but they were constantly, when the two angels came to warn Lot of the pending destruction, the Bible says that they tried to take the angels to have relationships with them. And the angels cast blindness upon them the Bible says that even while they were blind, they tried to find the door to Lot's house to get in. They were that perverse. Jesus said that the works that have been done in you have been done in Sodom, they would have repented. It would have remained until this day. You think about that statement. What Jesus was saying is that I'm greater than all your little hang-ups. I'm greater than all the things, amen, that this world will tell you. Oh, this, this world is lost. This world is without direction. This world is confused. It's told by its school teachers. It's told by the president. It's told by all of the men and women who are in high places that this life is okay. But Jesus Christ has stepped on the scene, amen, to dispel those myths that you're not who you are. Amen, God made you just who he wanted you to be. He didn't make you someone trapped in another body. He made you exactly in his image. He made you exactly in his image. And this world will have no excuse because Jesus walked in their midst. God created us in his own image. And in his image created he, them, male, and female. 
So what image do we all possess? It's called your soul. The soul is eternal. The soul cannot die. Whenever someone is on their deathbed taking their last breath, there's either the assurance that they're ready to meet God or there's the terror. Oh, if you've ever been around someone that has died that was ready to go, there was no looking back. They were looking across Jordan. But I've been with those who were not ready, who didn't have that hope, who didn't have that Holy Ghost power. There was a, please pray. I'm not sure I'm ready. I'm not sure I want to go. I don't want to die. You say, Pastor, please go back to the hope. I'm trying to reach you today to make you understand that it's just not all about just hope. But the Bible says we have to make our calling and our election sure. That we have to be sure that we're ready to meet God. We have to obey the gospel. Jesus said, you didn't repent when I preached. You didn't call out to God when I preached to you. Woe unto you. He said, woe unto you. And that's why we have to obey the gospel of Jesus Christ. That's why we have to repent and say, God, I'm sorry. That's why you have to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins and be filled with the Holy Ghost with the evidence of speaking in other tongues as the Spirit gives the utterance. Because we have to make our calling and our election sure. It doesn't matter. And I'm trying to make eye contact with every person. It doesn't matter what anybody in here says. It doesn't matter what anybody else says. I have to be ready. When I step over on the other side to my hope, I have to hear, well done, thou good and faithful servant. I'm preaching about the hope. The hope. Our hope. Our blessed hope. Why would you not want to go to heaven? Why would you not want to go see Jesus? Why would you not? He said, oh, I think I'll wait for another day. Oh, the Bible talks about a man, King Agrippa. He said, Paul, he said, much learning hath made thee mad. He said, you have, you've almost convinced me to be a Christian. And Paul said, I hope that it's not just almost, but it's all together. All together. I hope that you're all together. Convinced that you need Jesus. The eternal, the eternal side 
of man. The eternal side of man. You don't know when you're going to die. Nobody in here knows the time of your appointment. You say, where do you get that word appointment in the Bible, Pastor? It's appointed unto man once to die. Then comes the judgment. So that tells me that whether it's by the rapture of the church, whether it's by death, whether it's by God judging the quick and the dead at his appearing or the great white throne judgment, you do have an appointment with God. And today, the schedule has been rearranged for you. That you can come today. That you don't have to wait for that appointment. But you can say, okay, God, that appointment won't work. I've got to have an appointment today with you. I've got to get full of the Holy Ghost today. I've got to get baptized in Jesus' name today. I don't have the option of waiting. Tomorrow is not promised to us. Life is short, even a vapor. It is here today. It's gone tomorrow. It, it vanishes away quickly, the Word of God tells us. And so we've got to say, yes, Lord, I have heard your Word. God, I want that hope in my life. I've got to have the Holy Ghost today, God. Is there anybody here today that would come to this altar? If we could all stand. Is there anybody here today that would be baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of sins? Get your sins washed away. Be filled with the Holy Ghost. Come on, sir. Come on, ma'am. You don't have a long time. The church is getting ready to go. The rapture is getting ready to happen. But you've got to be full of the Holy Ghost. You've got to have your sins cleansed and washed away. There's only one way you can do it. It's through the blood of Jesus Christ. It's through the power of the Holy Ghost of Christ living in you. Come on, let's pray right now. Come on, I'm reaching for you. Come on, the Holy Ghost is working right now. The Holy Ghost is here to help you right now. The Holy Ghost is here. Come on, you're having troubles and battles and everything's going on. Can you come lay it on the altar? Can you come to an altar and say, okay, God. God, this is the day that I want to make things right. This is the day that I want to call on your name. Come on, say to God. Cry out to God, Jesus, I love you. Jesus, I need to renew it today, God. Oh, God. Hallelujah.